Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you today? Hope you're oh, doing man. well. Hope I'm, you're safe. I just read in uh, on the Tribu- Tribune's website that uh, coronavirus cases are up nearly 4,000 today. 4,000, Jake. Wow, I hope everyone's staying safe. It sounds like you are, thank goodness. I Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, in fact, I'm having an amazing day. Amazing. I just, had that, a, I just had a religious experience. Food from Augusta National that you're not going to share with me? I just had an egg salad sandwich that has literally altered my perspective on life. Is there anything left over that you could uh, drop off? I don't know, man. I doubt it. Because I, I, I don't think it's going to make it that long. I, I, I asked Austin that, and he, uh, he said uh, he kind of doubted it. Yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's a couple uh, uh, producers in the studio today with pretty powerful appetites. So. <laughs> oh, there's pulled pork. It's so good. Oh, man. I, I really like egg salad, and that... Was egg salad? Did you try the right caramel there. corn yet? You know, uh, uh, no, I have not. Caramel corn. Oh, it's heavenly. I had the potato is chips, it, which is were it better. Is it better than Lisa's? Than caramel Lisa's corn. what? Caramel corn. Caramel corn. I haven't had the caramel corn. I'll let uh, you paint Austin in that awkward corner. No, no, it's not better than it's not better than Lisa's. I mean, let's let's not go to acts of war here. But but, but it's you, damn but, good. It's, it's what, better what, than you, not having it. What you're saying essentially is that sandwiches taste better when they're made by someone else. No, what I'm saying is having a master's themed official sandwich is better than not. Yeah, if How? if you want to say that uh, the the official sandwiches of the masters are better than the ones I make at home, yeah, I can come down. <laughs> I can I can come down that road with you. How did BT and Bob pull this off? How 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 did this happen? Well, I think they really like us. And so that helps. By us, I, I mean the people they brought it to. <laughs> Do you think uh, a BT could have just maybe dropped a little something off here? Yeah, he could have. <laughs> In fact, he went right by down your street, I heard. <laughs> might, have, might have even been really convenient. I don't know. They, they shipped it to your neighbor's house, actually. He had to pick it up there. Especially since I haven't eaten lunch today. Oh, I man, hurt. I have. I, I know I've you had have. two lunches. Is there, is there really nothing that's going to be left over? 
Yeah, I don't think so. Honestly. Honestly, no. there's there's like hardly anything left now. <laughs> oh, well, and what do you say you're eating now? Potato chips? Yeah, the potato chips are really good. Uh, I've got a, uh, a master's uh, cup, or Austin has a master's cup he's going to take home. Um, mm, the potato, potato chips. chips. Kettle cooked. The, the, the potato uh, chips kettle. were really good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, ice cold Coca-Cola. Sore, sore envy here. There, there is something of a, a unique experience to watching the Masters and having it on while consuming food. <laughs> From the place. that came from the Masters. That's kind of a it's kind of a once in a lifetime experience. Really, it's a sandwich like no other. I, it really is <laughs> amazing. Oh, you feel like you're right there at Amen Corner, huh? Oh man, tastes like blooming azaleas. Do I? Oh my gosh, you guys are killing me. Ah, thanks to Brian and Bob. Listen to Real Golf Radio every single Saturday morning. And Brian. as uh, we often mention, their their shows uh, during the the majors weeks are particularly good. Brian, you couldn't have, you couldn't have just stopped by on your way down there. Well, he could couldn't have. Just, yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. I I think uh, they even dropped some off to Hanson Scotty on the remote. That's correct. Yeah. Oh. Feeling, uh, uh, what's that? What, what do the kids say this day? Uh, you know, what's that? What's the acronym or whatever for fear of uh, missing oh, FOMO. out? FOMO, the FOMO, yeah. You should have massive, deep FOMO today. Oh, I am hurting now. I am hurting, hurting. Here, real, you, you hurt quick, me, Jake. Here's here's a quick take on FOMO, by the way, and how it's it's really a plague upon society. Can you imagine uh, the day when you actually had to be home to get a phone call? Can we can we go back to that? That sounds pretty awesome. Like, and when the and when the phone rang, everybody jumped up to go get it. Can you imagine like leaving your home for hours at a time and and not worrying about who's trying to get in touch with you or not? And uh, returning home to listen to a, 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 me- a message machine, where that was an acceptable way to live your life. It's not uh, anymore. And I'm guilty. I've left my phone at home before. I, I near have a panic attack. Isn't this what the Unabomber was all about? Isn't this what his whole thing was? <laughs> what, that well, let's not promote that. I mean. no, th- I'm not. Jake is. No, I'm just saying. I, I wish we could go back to a simpler time when... When I didn't have a heart attack, when I was out Back of touch to the with typewriter, somebody. yeah, right. And then your four by four maybe, cabin in the woods, maybe can, not the cabin I, in the uh, woods. I'd get lonely. Guys, can I send out an SOS, Bob? A strength of schedule? No, Bob, BT, you're gonna beg Bob and BT. BT, Bob, I'm sending out an SOS, man. I need myself some of this master's food. If do you have anything left? That Hanson Scotty yeah, and you're above Austin this. and Jake didn't just... It's come to this? Yeah, so, really. You're, this is... <laughs> salvage some dignity, man. A 61-year career, career, and this is how it ends. Yeah, well, you figure that an 85-year-old man would get a little more respect somehow. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, there's not that much time left. I mean, you got to... And I've never experienced that. And you know what would probably really hurt you, Gordon, is they've got pimento cheese spread right here, too. And oh, we know okay. how you feel about cheese. Now, Bob, Brian, I'm begging. I'm begging you. 
I'm begging you, my friends. I have spoken highly of both of you for the better part of, what, three decades now. Uh, can I get a little something for the effort? A little golf race there, a little something for the effort. You are, you're above this, man. We don't need to go down this road. I, I'm you're, not you're above it. You're better I'm than not, this. But I'm not. You really are better than this. Oh, please. I've, I've known you for a long time, and, and you You've are. You've never you're heard me beg? This. No, you're, you're not really that type of dude. Oh, man, you guys are hurting me. And you did it on purpose. It was the first thing Austin said to me. No, we're trying to say thank you to Bob and Brian. Oh, I did it on purpose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what? First thing this morning, I get a text. I get a tweet, and uh, I guess it was what was it? A text, uh, and uh, it's uh, from from uh, Austin informing me that the Phillies are a total mess, and that they're never going to win again. And uh, based on fact. And now you follow that up with this. I was I just I'm happy I got a text back finally after months of trying. I, I got a reply. Oh, well, but it's been a good day, huh, Jake? It has been a good day. But now I'm thinking, do we need to be nicer to Gordon? I, if you hey, look, no, I, like I, I said, don't think I so don't, either. I don't beg. I've never begged, and I'm and right now, well, BT Bob, if you got anything more, please come see me. Jeez. You know, if you don't want to see me, drop it off on the front step and, and you know, just, uh, you know, feel the pain. Feel my pain. Yeah, you're a you, FOMO. You know, you, you know what? I don't feel bad for being mean to you because this, you, this is this is a, this, pathetic. Yeah, this is a little sad. <laughs> it's a, a little bit sad. Well, uh, how did you think I was going to react? First of all, you know how I like a fine sandwich, you know? I mean, I've talked about that for years on the show. Then you throw in the caramel corn and you throw in the pimento cheese and the uh, kettle uh, and potato the pulled chips. Pork. And pulled pork. And I'm left here with nothing. Nothing. I mean, I swear to you, I have not eaten lunch today. I have even eaten nothing since breakfast. And now I'm grumpy. Why? Has Lisa, Lisa been out of the house? Yeah, I don't know. Where Gave the is. butler the day yeah, off. Yeah, right. <laughs> Couldn't saunter into the kitchen and do something for your whip something up for yourself. That freezer no, track is no, off again. Even huh? worse, the kitchen is sealed off because work is being done in there. So I, I can't. I can't. I mean, here I am. You know, I have some trail mix in a bag that's over here across the room, and that's all I got. It's all I got. Oh, look, there's a few M and M's over there in that container over there. That's it. That's it. And you guys are eating pork sandwiches from Augusta National. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, did uh, Tiger shot his first uh, bogey-free round at the Masters since 08? How about that? Minus four. That'd be nice to see. I mean, anytime Tiger's involved, you know, it's going to bring out. I'm going to root against him, yeah. <laughs> because you don't like seeing history made. Oh, no. I just I, I find... You know what? I'm softening a little bit on Tiger because he's softening his obnoxiousness. He's like turning more into a human and and less of a robot. If you're going to hold obnoxiousness against athletes, man, you're going to have a short list of people you can cheer for. Oh, fact. Yeah, absolutely. And I do hold obnoxiousness against athletes all the time. I never liked that Tiger sold us something that wasn't real, like he was this perfect human. Buy a Buick from me, because I'm, and you know, he was flawed like anybody yeah, else. Yeah, but he he was that was he was swept up in that. That wasn't even his idea. 
Yeah, but those were other people who said, uh, you know, who made the commercials of little kids saying, I, I am Tiger Woods. I mean, yeah, he but I, I know. But that. Then, I mean, he may have let it happen. But, Jake, if Austin and I sit here and praise you to no end, you're not going to interrupt and say, fellas, don't. Yeah, but you could be a human. It's okay. Like, Phil Mickelson is very human-y. You know, you can you can be uh, one of us. You know, you don't have to bark at the, the reporter. You don't have to undress the guy who accidentally took a picture during your backswing or dress down. You can you can you can be <laughs> a human being. All right, but he you got to admit, early in his career, that was something that was something quite unusual. I think there was I making arguments that he was the. Uh, the greatest athlete on the planet at one point. Yes, because we argued about it. I remember this, and I yeah. argued Federer, and you argued Woods, and I was well, right. I mean, Federer is hard I would to argue. Still yeah, right. but I was right there with Federer too. That wasn't, but both of us were uh, sort of seen as uh, outsiders on that argument. And, and of course, the same old thing that happens every time you talk about a golfer, even a great one, as an athlete. Ah, he's not an athlete. Federer, Federer, nobody's ever dominated a sport, in my opinion, like Federer dominated tennis for a, a brief period of time, like like three to five years. When he was yeah. winning three out of four majors every single year and what basically about Serena? not losing a set. Okay, fair enough. You know what? Throw Serena in that cat. Well, longevity has really worked for Serena because she's been really, really good for a long, long time. I don't know if she ever was on that kind of clip. Yeah, I see what your differentiation is there. Serena was obviously the greatest female tennis player ever uh, over her period of time there, but uh, Federer in a very condensed period. Well, not that condensed, but still, we're not talking about everything. He was he was unbeatable for a while. Only beatable by that surface of clay, which yeah. he eventually got his French Open title because Nadal got hurt. And uh, completed the career Grand Slam, which not never many could, people in tennis have actually done. Never could slow himself down enough to play uh, at the same level on clay. Well, clay's, I, clay's weight, I mean, it's just way different. It's just not a big fit to his game. I watched uh, when my kids were playing tennis. I went back to North Carolina with them. In fact, it was at Pinehurst. And they were playing in these uh, regional tournaments, well, where they take different regions of the country, the best players from the Intermountain area, and they go back and they play the southeast and the, the, the northeast and all. Anyway, and they put it on clay. And uh, these kids from the Intermountain area, you know, they're used to thin air and just blasting the ball, and they'd go down there and they'd, they'd get a few points from these kids from the South were used to that kind of thick air and that clay, and everything would go into slow motion. You know, it's, it's a whole different game, Jake. You know that you played. Uh, uh, yes, it is a whole different game, and uh, they play. They they only the oh, back in North Carolina. It's funny you say that. Uh, they like only play on clay back there. So you come up yeah. against all these different tennis players who who grew up playing differently. But uh, Hans, our good friend, just sent out this tweet. Uh, at 975Hans says, again, a big thank you to the Real Golf Radio guys for delivering this to me at a separate location. I know it was a lot of work to bring this all the way to me, but I truly appreciate it. Oh, oh, Hansy, really? You got to do that. You got to do that. Yeah, I'm standing here with my pockets out, my stomach empty, with nothing. Nothing. 
You gotta like that oh. picture. He's got three sandwiches there. A bite out of each of them. A, a cookie, a bag of caramel popcorn, a commemorative Masters 2020 tumbler glass, two full packages of potato chips. Wow. Well, look, wow. At, least, at least it warms my heart, not my gut, but it warms my heart to know that someone like Hans would appreciate that good eating. Yeah, he never gets know? anything for free from anybody. So, Leo. Well, hey, why did Hans <laughs> delete the tweet? Now he just deleted it. Because oh. he, he's... He's sensitive to other people's... Did he, did he get grammar wrong or something? What's the deal, Hans? <laughs> well, Hans, yeah, but Hans would appreciate that food. So it, him getting it doesn't bother me as much as you guys, because you're just, you're just trying to rub it in. It was really good. I'm going to have really, another one. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> what are you, using those sandwiches as doorstops there in the studio? No, I'm using them as food. Yeah, they're in the fridge, actually. Is there anything, there's nothing, there's nothing, well, there's something left, but there won't be anything left, essentially. I'm going to go lick them all so that they're all mine. (laughs) Well, I'm glad Hans enjoyed it because he's not being a a jerk about it. Hmm. At least we tell you how we really feel. He tells you and then hides and deletes it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he didn't delete it because of that. (laughs) Or maybe he did, but I don't know. (laughs) No, it got real. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Hans, I, I know Hans will appreciate it. And I, and th- when you know someone likes himself some good cooking, some good food, I want him to be rewarded in that way. I just have FOMO. That's all. Hey, Bob's going to be on with you guys at 430. He is. He is. And so you can you can march this uh, this uh, begging to, to Bob himself. Uh, I, believe me, I'm not above it. And, uh, you know. Yeah, that, I know. And, we learned that today. And Lisa is more than willing to drive on over where she has to to pick it up. Now you're volunteering Lisa to do that? That was a joke. But I'm a little busy right now. I know. You know you're doing, doing the a show. radio show. Yeah, it wouldn't be an option for you to drive anywhere, but you just seem to so comfortably volunteer her for that. No, I was, I was trying to be funny, trying to play along with the stereotype. I know. I got you. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, don't uh, Public service announcement. Don't volunteer your significant others to do things. That doesn't end well. <laughs> or they'll start reacting like the housewives of Salt Lake City. Hey, I, I did would, you watch that? No. Oh, no, it was it was amazing. It's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. I'm thinking about getting a toupee. Yeah, you should. There was there was a really really finely made hairpiece in that. Was there debut? Episode. I didn't even notice. Oh, Whitney's dad. Oh he, yeah, he, that guy. <laughs> All right. Now yeah. you guys are going to start talking about these characters like they're friends of yours. And he was, he was wearing no like a, a dead skunk as a hairpiece. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Our our uh, our guy, Coach Shaw, Sharif's wife, Jen, I believe is her name. She's going to be the one that stirs the pot. And actually, after I'd say that he is her husband. Yeah. Now so, she is. Yeah, she's right, right. The, the name of the okay, so And I'm he up. had a brief, uh, brief appearance in the debut. They had kind of a funny yeah. conversation around the breakfast table. Okay, so I'm looking at a picture of, uh, are there four housewives? I think there's five. The five. I'm looking at a picture, and there's four of them. Which one is uh, is uh, Sharif's wife? I'm not looking at that picture. How would I possibly t- tell Describe you her to me. Yeah. Uh, she's got dark hair. Dark hair. Um, she's Hawaiian, I believe she said. Part Tongan, part Hawaiian. That's correct, yeah. Oh, oh okay. Right. I mean, I can't give you what she's wearing because I'm not looking at the picture. <laughs> she's wearing a dress in the picture. 
So is it just is it just a fight? Is no. it just conflict all the time, or are they friends, or what? Yeah, they're 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 frenemies. Yeah, it's like that kind of concept. It, it, like uh, uh, Jen was throwing a, a a party for Meredith. I think is, uh, is the gal's name, but Meredith knew that the party wasn't really for her. It was kind of Jen was the star of the show, even though it was her <laughs> birthday party. Like oh, a lot of the first episode was was background stuff okay. on, uh, on our characters uh, all right and so they're going to they're going to battle for attention they're going to battle for whoever is uh is uh the queen of the show as it were yeah i don't know it's they're, they're, no one's keeping score oh people at home will keep score i know i will each and every week we had to ad- adjust our dish subscription just to get it we did it on the fly last night <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Just for that show. Just for that show. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will get to sports coming up next. We've got some jazz news uh, to cover, of course, am, and we'll talk I'm a lot of college football. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm dragging now. I'm dragging. I'm going to drag the whole show down. Oh, man. Now, because I don't have what you have. Well, sorry, buddy. All right. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he is our good friend, Andrew Reinhardt. Andrew, uh, are you a fan of the Masters? Oh, yes. I am following it. Well, uh, we, we've got food from the Masters in studio today, and uh, really? it's pretty cool. Yeah, like sandwiches. I had an egg salad sandwich. Uh, uh, Austin Pimento some, cheese, Yeah, maybe? pimento cheese. Austin just said uh, maybe we can save you some. I'll put, a, I'll put one aside uh, for you, Andrew. Yes, I, I went to the 2011 Mass. I think Bubba Watson won that year anyway. Incredible. Wow. You were at that one where Bubba uh, off the, the pine I'll shadows, as they the say. Yep. You were there yep. for that? I was there. That's was one there. of the best shots I've ever seen, ever. They just made That's, it take a right-hand everybody's turn. Everybody's got to go to a Masters. It is incredible. Wow. Wow, amazing. All right, well, let's, uh, Andrew, let's help out our listeners here uh, this week of the Masters. Help them out with their relationships. Yes, uh, so many couples spending more time with each other, and I think that there's more erectile dysfunction out there than we know. And Wasatch Medical, that's exactly what we treat. And I think sometimes the stigma is this is a 90-year-old guy's problem. Uh, Not true. And I don't like that stigma because it makes the 30- and the 40-year-old guys feel silly if they have the issue, so they do nothing about it. The problem gets worse. If you're out there listening, you're struggling in the bedroom a little bit, maybe it's not an awful situation yet, I think there's bad news and good news. The bad news is the problem would probably get worse if you do nothing. The good news is you're such a great candidate for these acoustic wave therapy treatments because they open up blood vessels fairly quickly. They restore normal blood flow in the bedroom. There are 10 minutes per treatment. You only need a few of them. So that's the best candidate for this treatment to be preventative, to top off your drink, so to speak, and get the normal function back in the bedroom. And there's, uh, I know you guys are excited about this because there's more and more science and studies coming out on this thing by the week, it feels. There absolutely is. We're not the only one saying this works. Uh, the science page at WasatchMedicalClinic.com has Cambridge, has the American Urological Association, therapeutic advances in urology. Um, they all basically conclude the same thing. The success rate's high. It regrows blood vessels. Just think what 40 50% more blood flow would do in the bedroom. That's basically what we're talking about here. Your body releases some chemicals. That causes blood flow to increase in the body, and it goes to this part of the body much, much better than it used to. 
801-901-8000 is the number to call. Get on that calendar, 801-901-8000. And you always do a lot for our listeners. We do. We give away a ton for free. Uh, all you're doing, if you want to get the ball rolling, is coming in for a consultation. Meet with our doctor. He'll do an exam. And then you can decide from there. And we do this all for free. So pick up the phone and call us. And I should mention that new patients right now are even getting free testosterone to help with a little ambition in the bedroom, the acoustic wave with the erectile dysfunction. A lot of value here. Give us a call. We'll do it all for free. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, always a pleasure to have you on the show. We'll check in with you later. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, buddy. That's our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. 801-901-8000. We'll get to more big show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon, let's jump into the big jazz news of the day, as reported by Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. Mike Conley declined to exercise the early termination option in his contract, uh, meaning he's coming back next year to the Utah Jazz, and he will be making $34.5 million. Wait, 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 what? You're telling me that Mike Conley declined his early termination option and that he will, in fact, return to the Jazz. That's what I'm telling you. And, uh, shocking, shocking. As Eric Walden, uh, in his uh, write-up today, put it, uh, it also puts to rest any speculation that Conley might restructure his deal with the team in order to gain uh, more long-term money in exchange for a lower annual average value, which I never thought was going to happen in the first place. That always felt like a real long shot, because why would he do that? Yeah. yeah, I mean, why, yeah, he's got he's got the the big payday, he's got the big money right in front of him. Uh, I, I don't, I yeah. And he'll still be young enough when it's over to you know probably put another decent contract in his pocket. So yeah, we'll I mean, see how that goes, uh, depending upon how he plays. So that will be motivation for him to uh, continue working uh, to keep himself fit and uh, ready to play if but he, the dude's got so much money at this point I, I i really don't know exactly how long he wants to play it seems like there are players who who don't mind exiting early and there are other players who want to drag it on until they're in their late 30s wait 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 and, well can i put the brakes on on the conversation for one second sure. and hit the rewind uh, the radio rewind button because okay. you, you hit on something which i had not thought of and, and might be interesting in regards to the short-term success of the team next year. Mike Conley in a contract year, you're 100% right. He'll have, a, he'll have a bunch of motivation to play well uh, because he does want that next, uh, that next contract. And I know I've argued about this before with Locke where he doesn't think the, the contract year thing exists, but I've talked to enough people uh, around NBA basketball to believe that, yeah, it absolutely does, and players play better when they're in a contract year. So maybe that... 
Maybe that's something to think about. Maybe we'll get a better well, version, a more motivated version of Mike Conley next year. Well, it's not like I thought he wanted to dog it last year. I mean, any professional athlete, especially one of character like Mike Conley, wants to play uh, his best. But I think there is added motivation in a contract year, and I agree with you. I've seen that time and time again. Now, I haven't done an analytical study of it to, to see how it balances but uh, I have seen it on many occasions where someone has had a fine year to uh, once again establish himself as being worth uh, the money that uh, that you can make in the NBA. The thing with Mike Conley is that he, you know, he, I, I think he'll want to keep playing. And it will be at a, at a reduced price, yeah. But if you're going to play, you don't want to play for way reduced rates. And uh, so, yeah, I think he will play hard this year for the Jazz if he's if he remains with the club. I think the story of this offseason is going to be just how aggressive do the Jazz end up being. And we're going to have Justin Zanuck on the show tomorrow. And I don't know if he'd give us a definitive answer to that plane of question. But, I mean, we'll try and... Uh, you know, get a read on on what he's thinking about this offseason. But, I mean, it's it's possible that they're aggressive to the point where they move Rudy Gobert. That is that is possible this offseason. Or it could be as little as they add a draft pick, spend the mid-level the best they can, and basically roll the same squad back. Right. And if that's the case, then they better hope that Donovan Mitchell continues to be really, really good and continues to improve because they're obviously they're not good enough, Jake. The Jazz aren't good enough. They have to get better to reach their goals. And these are goals that I'm not making up for them. These are goals that they have uttered themselves. But They but have to get better. How crazy is that, though, that, that in the next couple of weeks – we could see the Jazz uh, franchise completely change directions. That, that like, and that wouldn't necessarily be absurd, given the, uh, the circumstances. But I wonder if that's the case, what the motivation behind that is. Because if you took money out of it, uh, and, and, you know, what, I don't know what Rudy is thinking right now, but uh, don't you think that it would, uh, it would be heavily reliant on what the dollar figure is as opposed to, ah, we don't like Rudy Gobert. He's not offensive enough. I, I'm glad you brought that up for a distinction. Yes, I think it would be 100% about the money. I think they like Rudy Gobert as a player. Yeah. Right? I mean, they've, they've well, certainly we've heard, in, yeah, invested we've heard, a bunch of time and resources into yeah, him. And and he's Dennis Lindsay has defended Rudy Gobert on occasion, you know, when he just said, he should be defensive player of the year. He should be this. The very things that made him so expensive. So, yeah, I, it would 100% be about the money. The Jazz would say we can't commit this amount of our salary cap to a player uh, that plays this role on the team. I mean, that that's what a, that's what it's going to come down to, 100%. No, I, I think in a perfect world they'd, they'd keep Rudy. But, I mean, it comes back to... Um, can they come to terms on a number that is acceptable for both parties? And I, I think that's I think that's a big-time question. And plus, Rudy Gobert seems to me like the type of guy that would roll the dice this year and, and go into uh, you know, a contract year himself in order to, to have another bite at the apple to prove that he's worth what he thinks he's worth. I, I mean, I think there's a, there's a good chance he does that. And if he does that, you know, 
how much do you want to risk that he's not going to come back here? If you you let you know at that point you have to move him right. I mean, these, yeah, see, these... I, I I don't believe in letting guys get to their their last year. If you can if you can re-sign them, get it done asap. If you want him, if you don't want him, if you want to bump the equation to the other side, and you don't think he is good enough, then then you got to come to that conclusion. I wonder in t- in the modern NBA what the, you know. You've heard all these discussions about the worth of a center. In, in in the modern game. And and yet there are so many times when we see that Rudy has been valuable uh, because he's the one long, he's the single great defender that the Jazz have. And so teams will just dunk on their noggins if, if he's not available to them. Now, if they traded him, they would get something of value in return so that they might be able to keep up with some teams. You, you, would, you would hope for that. But I've seen too many times when without Rudy, I, I don't know what they would have done defensively because he's making up, he's erasing a bunch of other errors. Now, the argument against that is that teams have figured it out and so they're doing things differently to stay away from Rudy Gobert. And at one point, you remember we used to say, it's not the, the shots that he blocks, it's the shots that he dissuades from being taken in the first place. Well, some teams are okay with that. They're, they're fine just taking taking other shots. Uh, I know the second favorite, what one of the favorite shots in the NBA is is uh, at the at the rim. But there's an awful lot of teams out there are shooting from behind the arc again and again and again. And then you know they they put in personnel that makes Rudy less effective. I think it's it's the com- it, I think honestly it's the fact that he's not a complete player. And and I'll get further uh, into that here in a second. And I think you can only give the super max to. I think there's like two, three guys at the most yeah. in the NBA that you can get away paying that much because they essentially have to turn into one man shows or one and two man shows, and the rest of the team, you know, is is not going to be very good. And um, Rudy, offensively, the the Jazz have done a good job turning him into a weapon with the pick and roll. I mean, yeah. Rudy. How many points did he average last year? Seventeen, something like something that. like 16. that. I, I, I should double check, but that that's an effective offensive player. I mean, it's not like Rudy is Dennis Rodman and scoring two points a game. I mean, he's he's an effective offensive player, but he's not an elite offensive player, and he has to rely on somebody else to create a shot for him. So there is a couple of significant flaws in his game that make him not a truly complete player and he plays a position in the big that's not as valuable as it was because right now the NBA is looking for players that can play every position right (laughs) so it's there's a couple things working against Rudy that make him not as valuable as maybe he has qualified for and so that's where the decisions get really really tough and and the Jazz We'll see what Ryan Smith, uh, his opinion is on on the luxury tax. But Locke was 100% right yesterday. Going into the the luxury tax a bunch is bad business. Who who is in the luxury tax? Uh, I'll have to double check. I know Uh, Golden State is. I think Oklahoma City is. Houston is. is, uh, Are the Lakers? Uh, I don't think so because they had to go under the cap. Oh, no. Warriors, Sixers, Celtics. Those are the three. So, yeah, not Uh, the Lakers. Well, the Warriors, it's worked out pretty well for them. Well, they haven't gone into the luxury tax until recently. And they basically lost Kevin Durant, couldn't spend to replace him, and still are in the luxury tax. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that stuff comes home to roost. It really does. I mean, it, it's it's a thing. I, I liked, honestly, uh, I like the Miller strategy when it came to the luxury tax. Like, if we got to do it, we're not going to be scared to do it, but we're certainly not going to make a habit of it because it's bad business. But if you think you need to be in the tax for a year to get over the hump, we'll roll those dice, right? But, I mean, the Warriors are going to be in the luxury tax forever. Well, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. I'm again. not convinced that they're they're going to be they're going to automatically recapture what they had before. I'm well, really not. That's, that's, that's and they a can't tough afford standard. and they can't afford to go sign any players. You you forget the team pre Kevin Durant. They had some good players that were playing some really good roles for those uh, those teams. Those players got old or those players left because when they signed Kevin Durant, they no longer had money to pay players like Harrison Barnes. So I, well, they I, still have three really, really good players, and they're about to add uh, one of the top draft picks. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't think they're going away. Oh, I don't think they're going away, but I, I don't think they're the automatic championship they once were. And, and I do think that this luxury tax will catch up with them. They were hard capped out last year. There was, you remember, there was uh, stretches where they were worried about fielding the eight players or, or seven players or whatever it is to, yeah. to actually have a game. But they had those injuries were just so punitive to them. Obvious. But the point I'm making is they're so capped out they can't sign anybody. Right. They were hard capped out, so they can't surround those three players with anybody. But well, they they have a draft pick. Okay. They do. They have a top draft pick, and those three players are all stars. And you, I mean, I'm willing to bet you now for incriminating audio, if you want, that the Warriors will finish in the top four in the West next season. Top four. It's a tempting number. Who's who? Would I think is better? Would be better right now than the Warriors? Well, you can go with the LA teams if you think yeah, the Clippers aren't going to I would implode. say both of them. No. Nuggets? No. Okay, then who else? Some. This is why four is a good number. So, I mean, so just to remind everyone, this year was Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Thunder, Jazz, Mavs, Blazers. Wow, and there's some teams that are going to take a step back. Houston's just out was in. Memphis, Phoenix, San Antonio, and technically Sacramento. So I think OKC, what, depending on what they do with Chris Paul, they take a step forward. What about New Orleans? Houston's taking a step back. Yeah, you would expect them to be better. Yeah, but not that much better. So mm. the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets. You're already saying Nuggets are out of the top four. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm not going to take your bet, Gordon. I But I do think that that is a really good line right there. That's a really interesting discussion. Who would who in the West would you p- pick to be better than war- the Warriors? I think the Jazz have a shot at it if – um, you know, they, they get a real motivated Mike Conley and they figure some stuff out in year number two with this particular group. If you had, if you had to bet your life on it, would you pick the Jazz? Why are the stakes the always so high? Because I, because I want to I make it so that it's absolutely meaningful but, to you. But here's the thing. I wouldn't. Because it's easy just to pop something off and say, oh, yeah, no doubt this team is going to be. I, I want it to mean something. So if, if, you are, if you're up against it and you had to make the right pick, which way are you going? 
Here's the thing, though. I wouldn't bet my life on anything. I wouldn't bet my know, life on the fact the that Austin is actually a real person and not a figment of, of my imagination. <laughs> that I'm, I'm not, not hallucinating being, Austin. I'm not I would being never... literal with it, Jake. I'm just saying if you, I mean, don't, because it's easy sometimes to make predictions when it doesn't really, when you don't really mean well, what you're saying. I, I don't know about you, Gordon, but you could say I'd bet 100 bucks on it and you'd make me sweat. So, I mean, you, you've reached that threshold for me at probably 20 bucks. It, no need for the over, over hyperbole, I, I okay. would say. All right. A hundred uh, bucks. Will the Jazz finish ahead of the Warriors next year? Or the year that's about to start in five and a half weeks? <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I think I'd say yes. But you wouldn't say yes for the Nuggets? Oh, I think the Jazz are better than the Nuggets. I, I do, too. Because Bo- makes- put Bogey in that series. Is, it go- is that yeah. going seven? And the Jazz should have okay. beat him anyway. That, that, All right. There was a, a unique collapse of ec- epic proportions, which I blame more on the Jazz underachieving than I do give the Nuggets any sort of uh, uh, credit. The Jazz should have mopped the floor with them in five. That was they were, What were they up in that game? I understand. And, okay. So, anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, I've got the. I know you're a big Kavon Looney fan with the <laughs> with the Warriors. Eric Pascal's a nice young player. Mm. Not a lot. I mean, Steph and Clay are going to have to score 30 points apiece on this team. Well, and they're, well, that might be a bit of a stretch, but. Between the two of them, they they might do that. I mean, it's possible, I guess. I mean, okay, so who are the great players, other than Kevin Durant, who are the great players of the Warriors that you're so worried about that they won't be able to replicate? Other than Kevin Durant? Yes. Clay Thompson had a just ACL injury. That takes a while to, yeah. to get back to where you're going to be, where yeah. you used to be. I, uh, I I think Steph and Clay are both really, really good. I do. But are they going to get back? Are you worried that they won't get back to where they used to be dominance-wise? Well, everybody ages, Austin. Well, especially so, after yeah. an ACL. And it's and when Kevin Durant, you know, takes as much attention as, as he did, you're going to get a lot of open shots if you're Clay Thompson. Remember, though, that that ACL happened a year and a half ago. I mean, he's had plenty of time to heal. That's a good point. Yeah. Hasn't played since it. But, I mean... Oh, I, but I bet he has. He, has, he probably has. Not in an time. NBA game. But even if they could magically rewind the clock, what, how many years was Kevin Durant there? Two, three. Three. At least three. If you could, if you could magically rewind the clock to where Steph and Clay were three years ago, the, 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 the rest of the team is not the same. No, I agree. The rest of the team is, is not but terrific. But are, are those guys absolutely necessary? Because even without Kevin Durant, they want a title. But here's the thing, and why I don't want to—I wouldn't make a bet on the Warriors right now, because they're—they're going to move um, Andrew Wiggins. Okay. So they're going to get off, and and they're probably going to get something. No, that's what I'm saying. We don't know what Warriors team that that we're going to be seeing, because I think they're going to move off Wiggins, and I think they'll. There's a good chance they'll move off their pick too. I have heard rumors, but I don't know whether they actually will. Because if they draft somebody, then 
you can't really count on that athlete to uh, right. help them win a right. title. Exactly. So I think they'll they'll try to move off that pick. And Remember, though, we're not talking about winning a title. We're talking about finishing in the top four. No, I know. I know. I, I told you yeah. I wouldn't make your bet. Who's playing defense for him? Not Steph or Clay. No, Although Clay, I think, is an underrated defender. And right? Clay's a good defender. No, yeah, Clay's a very really good defender. Good. Yeah, he's he's long and sneaky, athletic. Um, Steph though is you know he can't guard a chair. Well, it, you have a point there. is uh, Clay your best defender on that roster right now? Because that's a problem. Well, Draymond's probably your best defender still. He's uh, sixty-two years old. Yeah, but uh, and, and how he, old is Draymond really? I, I, Thirty-one, I, two, something like that. He's and I don't hard. think he's st- the player that he used to be, and he's still an offensive liability, which we've seen well, burn the Warriors. That well, he's only no, thirty. No, no player looks as good when other players are hurt, and it's easy to say Draymond is going to be able to do this and that because he didn't have his guys on the floor with him. I did like so. his approach last year; just get kicked out as often as he could, so he didn't have to <laughs> hang around. Yeah, that is true. So, what could you uh, flip the Wiggins, uh, Andrew Wiggins, in the the number two pick for? I mean, you could probably you could mm-hmm. probably get something, and you could actually shed salary in the process. So, if they did that, then then now you got four, uh, if not great, well, the three great, and, uh, and maybe another good player. Uh, that's pretty solid by today's standards. So, I I, I can't make the bet with you, Gordon, because I don't think that this is going to be the Warriors team we're going to see. If this if this is what they bring to the table. I'd bet the Jazz have a better record, but I got to imagine they're gonna they're gonna they got to get off Wiggins. I mean that's one of the worst contracts in the league, right? And maybe you get somebody. I don't know. Another bad contract in return, but if you attach that number two pick to it too, yeah. now all of a sudden maybe mm-hmm. you, you know it carries a little bit more value, and you could uh, have a little bit more uh, leverage to encourage people to to eat Andrew Wiggins' contract. Which, by the way. Are you ready for this, Gordon? This is yeah, awful for this guy. Twenty-seven five. That was last year. That was last year. Here we go. Twenty twenty-one, twenty-nine five, twenty-one twenty-two, thirty-one five, twenty-two twenty-three, thirty-three six. He's guaranteed one hundred and twenty-two million two hundred forty-two thousand eight hundred dollars, including this past season. In NBA terms, what is he worth right now per season? What should he be paid? Oh, with a good agent, with a good agent, eleven. Stiff. I mean, he can play. Mid-level exception with a good agent, eleven million bucks. So he's being more than. His, his oh yeah, he's swindled double what he's worth. He swindled Minnesota. I mean, absolutely. They swindled. did him a lot of favors. Yeah, yeah. That 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 hundred and twenty million. <laughs> that was a case where a uh, a franchise that hasn't had a ton of success got way too scared to move off their number one pick. Yeah. Well, the whole, the remember whole that was how long ago was that, Gordon? That draft that was the Jabari Parker draft, right? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Like he's been oh, in the wow. league a long time. He's had plenty yeah. of opportunity to prove himself as a as a player, and he's. He, I don't think he's ever made the playoffs, right? Uh, has he? Probably not. Making that kind of scratch. Jeez. Here's the deal, though. The whole reason we brought this up was that the Jazz need to improve. And that that is true, no matter where the Warriors finish. I think the Warriors are going to be good. 
Uh, I, I've seen those those three players at least play uh, too well through the years just to think that that's going to be uh, that's going to crumble. So I think they'll be good. So it's just one more hurdle the Jazz have to clear, and and we know they're not they're not good enough to beat the Lakers. Uh, the Clippers are probably better. Than, I don't know what the Clippers are going to look like. I don't know what their frame of mind is, but uh, and we saw what happened with the Nuggets. So I mean, the Jazz aren't good enough. They have to be better. And so, how do they get there? I'm sure that's the key conversation that they're having right now. Hmm. Interesting stuff, though, Gordon. I'm really excited for the next month or so. It's going to be wild. It's, 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 it's right going to be here, awesome. man. Yeah, it is right here. Basketball is back, folks. And can't, when did we say camp was going to start? Beginning of December. So I mean. We're knocking on the door, man. Let's jump out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He is Andrew Reinhardt, and we're here to help you with your love lives. What's going on, Andrew? Hey, guys. Yes, we're helping so many guys with their love lives. And uh, what's interesting is a lot of guys come in and we hear, I'm too young. Uh, I shouldn't be having this problem. And they're maybe more embarrassed than, you know, even even some guys. So uh, that embarrassment prevents a lot of guys from getting treatment for ED. And I think we should be talking about this more and eliminating the stigma because it's the relationship that ultimately suffers. Now, our acoustic wave therapy is so great at taking all of the embarrassing aspects of ED out of the picture. Mainly, you don't have to take a pill, injections, or surgery. The clinical studies say this opens up and regrows blood vessels fairly quickly, fairly easily. And if you're out there maybe experiencing the occasional failure in the bedroom, you can tell things are headed in the wrong direction. That is the best candidate to get back to normal and get the spontaneity back. Stop putting up with those side effects, right? There's no need. Knock it off. No need to put up with the headaches. There's no need. That's right. The pill, the stuffy nose, the headaches, the blurred vision, and then you have to take more and more of it. I don't meet very many guys that have success with Viagra, that are still having success years later. It typically wears off, and uh, we can prevent that from happening. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. Get on that schedule because there's a lot going on for free right now. There's so much going on for free. If you've been considering this, hearing about us for a while, today's your day. Call us to put a stop to the ED. The exam will be free. The consultation, you'll meet with a medical doctor. And by the way, you can opt out. You can say, this all sounds great, good information, not for me, but do the consultation. We'll throw in a little gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. I still have never seen that fail. And new patients even get free testosterone. So a lot of value here. Give us a call. It's all free. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right. That's Andrew Reinhardt. From Wasatch Medical Clinic, we will get to Jordan Pendleton coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.